Let's talk to interesting people. Let's talk about the process of seeing things differently. Let's talk about the craft of molding truth and fiction together to arrive at something new and exciting. And let's have fun while doing it. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast, where we talk to creative people to find out where all that creativity comes from. I'm your host, Patrick Boggs. Norbert is out today, but in his place, we have Marshall filling in. How's it going today, Marshall? Good, Pat. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we're having a good evening, and we have a couple really great guests tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking to the creators of Toking with the Dead comic book series, which they describe as an educational experience of medicinal cannabis and its unique effects using zombies as test subjects. It's a hilarious, action-packed, adult educational take on the ever-changing industry. And due to the success of the comic book, they host a weekly live podcast and are working on a video series version of the Toking with the Dead comic book. True Fiction welcomes Jeff Homan and Ben Bartlett. How's it going today, guys? Hey, guys. It's going great. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you guys said yes. This is uh, it's awesome to have you here. You guys are definitely doing some new and exciting stuff. I, I love how. Uh, you you've not let any grass grow under you on this, you know. You guys are just plowing ahead with uh, no pun oh. intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, as you get older, plowing's harder to do. So, <laughs> well, I do have to be honest. You know, uh, this this came about last minute. Ben let me know about this last night. Well, Patrick's fault. Yeah, no, that's I know. My fault. Usually, the only thing I do last minute is my wife. Ah, yes. <laughs> No, 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 no. That only lasts a minute. Oh, <laughs> my bad. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Wow. When you, when you first, when you said that, I thought you were talking about the whole talking with the dead stuff was just last minute. I think you guys spent a little bit on that <laughs> so far. Um, well, I mean, in, in all seriousness, um, well, no, we're never serious. Sorry. Forget <laughs> it. Um, we've, we're babies to the industry of comic books. I mean, we've really only been out now three years jeff um coming up on four coming up on, yeah see my dementia yeah. i'm getting senile i'm getting older <laughs> yeah yesterday. august 2017 well august 2017 is when we applied that's, for our trademark that's when it right that's when we officially started right right uh first book came out 2018 2017 2018 i, can do I have to go yeah do i have to go look at my plaque yeah you look <laughs> at your plaque. it actually came out uh the, the spring of 2018 spring of 2018 Tell us a little bit about the book. I know I gave you a little bit of a Reader's Digest version, but give us a little bit more information on uh, Talking with the Dead. Well, I'll say that um, it didn't start off as a comic book. Uh, it actually started off as a, uh, uh, a novel form because uh, the whole thing's being written as a book. You know, so the, the comic was just an accident that spun off of it. And it's just, it was one of those strange things where you show something to somebody, they read it, and then they just made a comment. Oh, this would make a great comic book. Wow. Okay. Cool. I know nothing about creating comic books. Thank God for Google. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? And it was just looking into it and researching it. We're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's see what happens. Well, then we put one together. Right, right. Sounds like I mean, it worked out pretty good. Quick little backstory about Jeff. Jeff and I have known each other going on 35 years. So the way oh, that we... Yes. Inter- what? You heard me. <laughs> don't make me come over there and slap you. <laughs> or actually, I'll wait till tomorrow. It's pa- almost past my bedtime. So. 
Um, <laughs> so we actually started a t-shirt business based on cannabis 25 years ago. Wow. Um, wow. But, but back then, I mean, you still had dial up, you know, the yeah. internet was, the internet was brand new and nobody was really using it to market themselves. So we marketed in high times. It really didn't go anywhere. Life happened, as Jeff would always say, life happened, we got busy, things, you know, fell to the wayside, and we went on vacation in uh, 2017 with our wives, and we were sitting on a beach, hammered, um, <laughs> because you're on a beach in another uh, yeah, country, sure. I mean, why not? Stay law, um, man, you know, you gotta right? be. It is, it is, <laughs> I mean, you gotta wake up in the morning, walk down to the pool bar, I mean, it's just there you go. Um, Hold up your flag. Hold, <laughs> no, we we put the flag in the chair, we never even held it up, we were that lazy. Right. Um you know, we hooked up with a prominent family on the island. They got us cannabis, which was great. Um, and we started revisiting the T-shirts that we were making prior. And Jeff and I, you know, through just babble, we were like, you know, the two biggest things in the country right now are zombies, which are always big, sure. and the decriminalization of cannabis. And one thing led to another, and we started talking about apparel, and that's where the book started to develop. And, uh Yeah. So you were basically just baked enough because if you're too baked, (laughs) that should have stayed on the beach, but you were just baked enough. You've got to remember this stuff. And no, we were, we were extremely baked. Uh, (laughs) And I think, I think our wives texted it to us the next day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, what, you know, Ben was on Instagram uh, right when we got home uh, and he just threw it out on Instagram, you know, the idea. And people just loved it. Yeah. So I, that told us, okay, why not? Of course, Bill yeah. Diamond's going to call right in the middle of your interview. <laughs> why wouldn't he? He always does. You know, when you work with somebody of Bill's caliber, um, we'll we'll get to Bill later, but he always seems to call in the middle of an interview or in the middle of our, our live show. Wow. <laughs> always. Yeah, I'll just give him a text. So, yeah. This is your personal Instagram, or did you guys already have a business as well? Uh, actually, it was my personal Instagram at the time, which I haven't been on since we started the business. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and look and go, oh, I remember that. And then I just go back to the business page because it's it's too much to run. Um, but yeah, we got back from, we were in St. Lucia. We got back from St. Lucia, and I'm like, you know what? We were sitting at Jeff's house, and I made an Instagram post. Hey, this is what we're thinking about doing, blah, blah, blah. And I think we had like 1,500 interactions in two hours. Oh, wow. Of, you know, of hearts wow. and likes and thumbs up and comments. And I was like, you know what? We've always been the type of people that, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And don't, be, <laughs> don't be afraid to try. We just said, worst thing you can do is fail. The worst thing? <laughs> That's the best thing you can do is fail. I thought it was. Uh, no, worst. well, it depends on how you look at it. You know, I mean, the worst thing that you can fail, actually, no, the worst thing you can do is not even try. There you go. There, there you go. go. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was waiting for. We're, we're going to agree with that. I was getting there and you interrupted me. <laughs> did you eat a gummy? It's at. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, I was just up until two o'clock in the morning with Bill. Tinks drinking whiskey. Wow. Yeah. All right. That, I'll, we're I'll drinking let, Bubba. I'll let you slide. <laughs> I actually you hang think... out with Bill all day and you get tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like a gremlin. Don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, it, like Jeff said, you know, we, we got a lot of great response for that. And um, a couple months later, Jeff owns a, a, a beautiful place up on a lake in the woods in Maine. 
And we went up and we were sitting there and I pulled out the notebook. I started writing. He walked over and he goes, we need this. And he walked away and I'd write that. And <laughs> what about that? So we started writing it in novel form. Well, that's so that, said, that's your, that was your writing process. Just kind of hanging out. And uh... yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get up at five o'clock in the morning on a lake on the side of a mountain there and there's nothing around and you're listening to nature and you're just staring out at the lake and it's just, the creativity is, is so much easier, you know, and we just kind of banged ideas back and forth, back and forth and wrote pretty much 90% of the book up there, not in that one sitting, but up there. And like he said, we passed it on to, uh, it was actually his brother who's got a great sense of humor. He read the first, I don't know, four or five chapters and he goes, this would make a great fucking comic book. <laughs> and it's pretty much how the comic book started. And we, of course, we had to put ourselves in the comic book because, I mean, look, shit, if you're going to write a comic, you might as well be the character. Absolutely. You then yeah. you can go run around and show everybody, look, I'm in a comic book. You're <laughs> not right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, it was good enough for Blunt Man and Chronic, okay? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Blunt Man and Chronic. Wow. That's, um, that's uh, Jeff Peterson. And uh, who else? Who else is on that comic? Oh, I don't even remember. I'm I'm actually coming from the the movie uh, anyway. So with uh, Kevin Bob. Smith, yeah, Kevin Smith, Jane Silent Bob, yeah, yeah. But there's an actual comic called that. Uh, that's a he's a comedian out of Las Vegas called Jeff Peterson. Really, the oh. 420 comic, the 420 comic. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Well, what do you know? That's cool. Yep. So do you see? Uh, do you see a lot of? Uh, I know because I know you see a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of. Uh, a, zombie kind of undead comics out there because you know norbert and i wrote one but you guys um do you see a lot of uh, marijuana based comics no no um to the best of my knowledge as far as comics go there's maybe 12 to 15 that i'm even aware of oh wow there's not that many because there's there's such a stigma attached to it that I mean, you know, I'll put it to you this way, you know, when we when we do Comic Cons and shows, the you know, you'll see the parents walk by, you know, dad looks over and he really wants to come over because he's <laughs> curious, but he looks down at his eleven year old daughter and they don't. You sure. know what I mean? So Absolutely. to them it's missed opportunity, as far as I'm concerned. And that's the the, the main premise of what we're trying to do is get it more accepted at least get people talking about it. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, slowly it seems to be starting to work. You know, um, nobody, you know, everybody doesn't have to accept it. Right. But at least have an open mind to it. And, you know, let's, let's get rid of the stigma that literally the government has been shoving down our throat for 50 years about it. Listen, if everybody just smoked a joint, we'd all eat Twinkies and get along. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've always, I've always said, you know, uh, I think we'd be a whole lot better society if we got high instead of drank alcohol. So, you know, I think there's a big, big rift there. So it has been demonized by our, our government and religion. Well, it's been and- demonized because of what it can do. You know, they demonized it uh, based on the, uh, the effects of the THC and, the, and that kind of stuff. You know, people getting high and it's a, it's a gateway drug and, 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 you know, and that's all a bunch of bullshit. Get high and um, blow a trumpet up your woman's ass. That was my yeah, I mean, of all time. Right, right, right. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, you know, it was your pharmaceutical companies, the oil tycoon companies, 
that didn't want this plant to get out there because it can replace oil. Wow. You know what I mean? Literally replace the oil industry, yep. the paper industry, the building yeah. industry. It does so much. And they didn't want that out there because it would affect their bottom line and their almighty dollar. Yeah, you know it's a uh, really interesting uh, on that on that same line. We're in uh, Indiana, and if you want to grow hemp, and I'm not talking about marijuana, I'm just talking about hemp. If you want to grow yep, hemp, hemp in Indiana, you have to get a sponsorship from somebody in Illinois uh, because they have you know because it's legal there. You have to get right. a sponsorship to grow the hemp here. They they restrict that so much, but hemp is. Such an amazing plant. What, like, basically, exactly what you said, Jeff, uh, or AK Duke. Um, basically, what you said. It's it's so crazy that uh, you know uh, the man is keeping <laughs> us down. Well, basically, right. you know, right. Well, if you look at you know uh, Ben's from Plymouth. I lived in Plymouth for about fifteen years. Uh, there's a place in Plymouth called Cottage Park. Okay, Cottage Park was a rope factory. And their rope was made from hemp. Wow. They went out of business because they criminalized the hemp plant. Yeah. Ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, the only other plant that I'm aware of that uh, whose fibers are as strong is um, bamboo. The problem with bamboo is bamboo does take a long time to grow. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, where with a hemp plant, you can get two, maybe even three uh, grows in a year and harvest in a year, depending on the climate and, and, and where you're growing. It. I just remember somewhere hearing that you can pretty much plant hemp about any place and it's going to take off. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But cultivating it is an art. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, grass will grow anywhere, too. Not true. But it doesn't mean it's good grass. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you know, hopefully we haven't lost uh, we haven't lost on uh, the knowledge of how to do it right. I know that you know there's some things of we've not done in a while. And we just kind of forget how things how that all works, well, you know. So well, there's been a lot of people doing it for many many years now, and you know, uh, growing up and going to high school in the '70s, I just aged myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, you did, dude. Told you this was radio. You didn't even have to do that. You know, um, you know the. Uh, it was readily available. The difference is, you know, now the stuff that's available today from these professional uh, connoisseurs and, and genetic experts um, is by far, uh, un- it's unbelievable what they're doing it- with this plant. The best part about it is you don't have to take the seeds out anymore. <laughs> well, they're on. Right, right, you right. break out that album cover. And if you do find a seed, if you do find a seed, save that bitch because it's worth money. Right. And right now, it's probably worth at least three or four two by fours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we got it. You know, uh, Jeff, he's, he's, he's writing this. Ben is uh, adding on to this. How, how else is the, uh, the team responsibilities broke down between you guys? Well, in, just to correct you, I I do about eighty five percent of the writing, with a lot of input from Jeff. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'm the editor. He edits everything, sends it back to me. We proofread it together, um, and then when it gets ready for for comics, on the first comic, um, which we knew when we knew nothing about doing comics, we sat down every weekend. We storyboarded it together. You know, we hunted for an artist, which we found a great artist out in California named Eric Yep. 
did a bang up job on the first comic. Um, but then as, as things get busier, um, like you said, you know, we went into the live show, we have real work, you know, Jeff, uh, uh, what do you call yourself? A masturbator? I mean, a master woodsman. <laughs> yes. I'm good with playing with wood. A master craftsman. He's a master craftsman. He makes some of the most unbelievable pieces that you can even imagine. As we went into issue two, I took a little bit more responsibility on storyboarding, but I would always, Jeff always edits. So I send it to him. He would change things around, send it back. Then we would send it off to the artist. Um, one of the cool things that we, that we ended up doing with the issues, uh, just so everybody knows, we're going into issue five now. But as we progress through issue one and two, um, the original artist didn't work out. It's unfortunate. So we found a new artist and, Jeff and I started talking about, you know, let's let's find these artists that are really good that nobody's ever heard of to do the interiors. But then let's go out and find somebody that everybody's heard of to do the covers. Nice. So idea. we re-released issue one with a Joe St. Pierre cover. Now, for those that don't know who Joe St. Pierre is, he did all the number one selling Spider-Man covers in history for Marvel. Wow. So he ended up taking on, uh, you know, the re-release of issue one. Yeah, and then we had uh, issue number two. We were working on that. We reached out to Steve Levine from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of the original creators. Uh, Aaron Bolduck did the interior artwork for issue number two. We met him at a con, um, <laughs> and it's so funny. We ended up sitting next to, uh, you know, we were tabled next to him. Uh, you know, he was a, a brand new, you know, artist coming out of the box, so to speak, did fantastic work. Uh, we hired him to do a print for us. His wife was sitting next to us knitting. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, and I think we embarrassed the shit out of both of them for three days. <laughs> oh yeah. It was fucking awesome <laughs> because of who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't know how to take us, but they went with the flow and, you know, uh, you know, one thing led to another, and he agreed to do the interior of issue uh, number two. No, no downs to any of our artists, but the interior of issue two is some of my favorite work. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. he was amazing, amazing. We actually tried to get him to sign on um, as a team member and a full-time artist, but as most artists in his caliber, they want to pursue their own dreams, their own careers, and and build their own businesses, and we were totally totally cool with that i mean we're still all friends we still chat uh, his wife actually makes us banana bread now so that's better than knitting us a, a scarf bonus um <laughs> you know and then we progressed like jeff said you know we progressed right into issue three we were trying to push every six to eight months with a comic as we reached into issue three we found this killer artist down in brazil named marcelo salazar really hard with a language barrier but he did an oh, amazing yeah. job um and we ended up having Jay Moore is from Dynamite. He did, did a lot of work for Dynamite Comics, and he's got a, quite a few other things out there. Uh, but he came on and did the cover of issue three for us. Oh, that's cool. You know? And? And then we moved into issue four. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I had to prompt. I had to hit him with a cattle prod. <laughs> you know, well, issue, issue four was an interesting one because, you know, as the story is progressing, uh, you know, you're working with these different artists, you know, and not being an artist myself in the drawing sense, I'm an artist with wood and materials. Sure. You know, you start getting this, this precedence in your head about how things are supposed to be. You know, and one of the things that we, 
really try to do, you know, when, when we talk with the artists, they're like, well, what do you want this to look like? It's like, I don't fucking know. You're the goddamn artist. <laughs> we try to give our artists the freedom of their expression so that they can produce their our work yeah. from their heart and from their visions. To our you know words. what I mean? To yeah. our words. And it's not an easy process. You know what I mean? Uh, because they struggle trying to understand what it is we are looking for. Okay. And we really have no idea what we're looking for. We want it to look good. When it looks bad, we know. Yeah. But when, when it's, when it comes, when we get a, usually we'll get a pencil that we, okay. And then we'll get an ink and we'll change anything that we want to change before the ink goes to color. But when we get that ink, the two of us will look at it and say, oh, man, he fucking nailed this. Or, ah, it, it needs a tweak here. And we'll go back. But every single artist that we've ever worked with was so easy to work with. You know, because you'd go back to them and say something along the lines of like, hey, can we tweak this or can we tweak that? And they're like, sure. You know, or you get the colored version. You go, hey, by the way, you forgot to put that in there. And they go, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, Um for instance, when we were doing issue one, we were getting the pencils and the, and the inks and everything was great. I mean, everything was spot on. We really didn't have any complaints. Then we got the colors and I looked and I said to Jeff, I said, oh, this ain't going to fucking work. He goes, what do you mean? I said, this son of a bitch put Nikes on my feet. <laughs> oh, I can't have that. We got to call, call him. We, and I literally called him up on the phone out in California and I'm like, we got a major problem man. you got to put Converse on my feet. There you if go. you're going to be nice. correct, you got to be correct. I, so he goes to Jeff. So, okay, if he wants Converse, what do you want on your feet? Jeff goes, I don't give a fuck. Put me in pink bunny slippers. Hence, if you've read the comic, there's pink bunny slippers. <laughs> oh, nice. So, uh, but those are, the, those are the silly details that we're really adamant about. Like, I am sleeved with tattoos. So if you put me in a short sleeve shirt, I will send you pictures of my arms. Yeah. I don't they care. don't have to be exact, yeah, but just, they, it, the representation has yeah, to be there. It has to be there because that's part of who I am, just like part of who Jeff is. You know, if he has a shirt off, he has tattoos. Yeah. Those need to be there. It's part of who he is. And like I said, we're the main character. Yeah. So how we interact, like you're hearing us interact here on the show, that's how we interact in the comic book. That's oh. how we interact at events. But that's what makes it so much fun. And There's, it actually, I don't know, we're like shit magnets, I guess, <laughs> you know? Well, the well, thing is, is that, you know, we don't have, uh, and, and it's really helped us. We don't have that, that mindset and those blinders on because we've been doing this all our life. We're going in fresh with no, uh, no preformed ideas. Right. And we're letting the natural end of it just flow. You know, we're not artists, so who are we to critique the artist? You well, see what I'm saying? I see what you you're know, saying. And it makes it a little bit e – it makes it harder, but it makes it easier and more fun as well. <clears throat> right. And the bottom line is you get what you want. I mean, honestly, you know, of course, you know, study comics in, in, this, in the sense that since we're doing comics, I want to study – I want to see what it is. But I know there's some things that we've done that probably – somebody would have done differently and i think that's the beauty of it because uh, i'm i can be surprised the way that we did certain things you know we we are not standard with a with our frames and things like that we do a lot of runovers and uh, run on and then some so yeah i think that's that becomes trademark that becomes a part of your style yeah definitely it becomes your own it becomes your own absolutely 
I think that's, that's awesome. You know, for the listeners out there, I mean, if if we, I've been approached, I know Jeff's been approached by other people saying, hey, I'd love to write a comic book. The biggest thing that we can say is if you're going to do it for money, don't do it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to make money doing comics. But have fun with it. Make it make it your own. Make it make it a passion, you know. And if you do that, you'll you'll achieve the success that you desire, I guess. And it's not going to be financial, but, you know. You'll, you'll look back and say, listen, I, I created this. Absolutely. You know, and I had fun doing it. You know, as a, a high-end woodworker, okay, I'll take on a major project. And I don't care how long it takes me uh, it, or what I put into it. I am never satisfied with the final outcome. Because I did it. It's my work. It's my artistic flair. And I think the same holds true for artists of all genres. Okay, where they're never satisfied. Okay, we don't have that problem. And I think it makes it easier for the artists that we work with because they have a job to do. If we like it, they like it. Yeah. They don't they don't have to judge themselves and say, well, you know, I can do better. I can do better. You don't have to. We like it and that's what we need. Yeah. Right, right. And how much of this too, how much of this, this comic book and the whole endeavor is, um, is also, is, is, is got that bump because you guys are friends and you're creating it together. What do you mean that bump? You don't, you don't give a shit, um, <laughs> that, you know, that you're doing. So, you know, I, I create comics with one of my best friends, Norbert, and, um, and it's, it's the, the I mean, we've went through chapters and said, and we don't get. You know, we don't get loud or anything with each other, but I remember one time he had uh, the he had the skeleton of a of a chapter, and uh, I was supposed to, you know, give him some feedback. But he, for some reason, went on his own and finished this chapter. And when I looked at that chat, I I was I wasn't angry. I was just like, "What the hell are we gonna do?" Because there's so much. But you know what? That's our best chapter, and it's and it's and it's it's good because it was me and him. You know, I think that you guys are telling the story you're telling it your friends you're telling the story uh it's one thing to tell a story with a work person it's another thing to tell a story with a friend Uh, um well we've always been very good at separating business from personal uh i actually worked for jeff and his dad for a good number of years in the construction industry and there were times where he had to literally come to my house which was right next door and drag my drunk (laughs) ass out of bed to go to work only to end up going fishing instead, which really pissed me off. <laughs> but we always seven o'clock it's business, four o'clock it's personal. You got to be able to separate the two, and we've always been very, very good at that, which makes it a lot easier to work together. We have our times. He'll call me of up, course. And, you know, he'll call me up and he'll say something, and I'll just be like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And he'll be like, all right, well, I'm bugging you. I'll let you go. And then the next day it's like, you know, no, dude, I had something on my mind, you know, it, it, it just, it's squashed. We move on. And, you know, as far as the creative side of it, you know, we're both extremely creative, which really helps, you know, um, like I said, I would be writing and Jeff would walk by and he'd read over my shoulder. I knew he was there and he'd just throw four or five quick ideas, boom, 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 boom. And he'd walk away. And I'm like, holy fuck. That's, that's fucking amazing. If that's good, I got to rewrite this. It's going to go here. And 
And then he'd take it and edit it and move it back over there anyways. But, uh, <laughs> let's scrap it. Let's scrap it. Yeah, you know. You know, the, the thing that, you know, what's important to us is, um, you know, when Ben's writing, uh, I really I really just let him express himself as he needs to express himself, you know. Uh, and then when I get it and he sends it to me and I'm reading it. In one long paragraph. With no yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say, the very first time. <laughs> that I got the first couple of chapters. It was a word document. There was no punctuation. Everything was in capital letters. <laughs> okay. I squashed that immediately. <laughs> it was funny as shit though. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, um, you know, I was an English major in college and, you know, I'm the guy that puts in all the quotes, the commas, the, you know, the paragraphs, the pauses and, and the sentence structure. And, you know, I'm not perfect. And, and if you read some of the comics, there's some mistakes in there. You know what I mean? Because he got high. <laughs> well, well, because we have a lot of other stuff going on as well. But the short of it is that I like that. This is supposed to be light. It's supposed to be fun. You know, and people ask me, well, what's your personal thought about everything that you're doing or, or, you know, what's the premise of it? And honestly, it's stupid as fuck. <laughs> but it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like like we said, it's supposed to be stoner. It's slapstick. Yeah, it's slapstick stoner humor. You know, if you could take all the great comedians and squash them together with all your off-the-wall fucking cartoons like South Park and you mash it all up, that's kind of what it is. You know, it's education through adult humor, the positive effects of medical cannabis. You know, it's subliminally, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically, what it's doing is it gives people a fun thing to read or just look at the pictures because they don't want to read. Page um, 17. You know, and it, <laughs> it, it, it helps to open their minds up that, oh, this is cannabis. You know what I mean? And yeah. the more we can do that, subconsciously, they're just going to accept it as what it is. You know, right. we put a lot we put a lot of uh, information like, you know, in, in issue one, uh, Jeff talks about decarbing weed, you know, the decarb uh, process, but it's in a little yellow box. So as you read the comic and you're laughing or not laughing, going, why did I spend my money on this garbage? <laughs> um, it informs you, you know, you get a few chap, you know, a few cells ahead or a few pages ahead. And there I am showing you how to clone. You know, and then as this prog as this story progresses and as the comics progress, the information gets a little bit more detailed and in depth, like, you know, oh, you have a migraine. This strain works perfect for that. We have oh, some wow. right here, uh, <laughs> you know, or geez, you know, my sciatic's killing me or my back is killing me. I got to pop, you know, 10 of these CBD gummies and get 50 milligrams of CBD into me, you know, which Jeff and I both are on a CBD regimen for different ailments with back pain and leg pain and things like that. Um, and it works. Nice. So just trying to help get that information to people, uh, like Jeff said, it, you know, with the stigma is really hard. So if we handed you a book on, Hey, this strain works for this and this CBD strain works for that. And this is CBG. You might read a chapter and then it's going to be on the coffee table or under the coffee table collecting dust where it's a comic book, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it fun. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. And but it doesn't have to be exact and factual. You know what I mean? You don't have to go into detail. 
you know, uh, like the cloning part of it. You know what I mean? There's a little box that says, you know, the cloning, blah, blah, blah. You know, so somebody looks at that and be like, well, that's not how you do it. How do you know that's not how you do it? Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? They Googled it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're looking up what we're putting in, in this comic book to either validate or devalidate, you're educating yourself. Oh, I get and that. I don't care whether it's right or wrong. You're learning something about the plant. Sure. You know, and that's part of what we're trying to do. Right. We don't give all the details, you know, even the decarb. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to read the little yellow box. It's obvious to people that know what I'm doing that when you see the pictures in the comic book, that that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, like you see what I mean? Like when he yeah. hits me in the head yeah. with the bong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh, well, you, you don't, you don't decarb at that temperature. Okay, decarb at whatever temperature you Google. I don't give a shit. So, uh, how much of this book is autobiographical for you guys? Well, that's a, that's a good question. That's, that's never a been good asked that. question. Um, I, I, I think I want to say that the the biggest autographical part is the way that. Ben and I interact <laughs> with each other. Right. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't own a dispensary. That's bullshit. It's yeah. just part of the story. There are yeah. no fucking zombies. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That, well, that's debatable. Depends on what city you're in and what time of day. Right. And that's not a that's that's a that's not an if, that's when, okay? With the zombies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it is what it is, but you know, autobiography, yeah, like I said, it, it's probably, you know, just the way that Ben and I interact and the character development, um, you know, which is going to see more of, uh, you know, as the filming progresses as well. Right, right. I'd, I'd have to say if I put it into numbers, I would say it's probably about a good 50-50 split. Oh, cool. You know, a good 50% of it is really how things go. Um, and the other 50, of course, is, you know, what comes out of upstairs and you know that's fucking scary sometimes right um, right in other words i don't wear fucking bunny slippers bullshit i got pictures <laughs> <laughs> oh wait that's, well, during, the, that's yeah, during the filming my bad my bad <laughs> right right that well yeah because we're portraying the comic ass bunch <laughs> hey man i was just correcting you that's all that's you know all. so you gotta gotta be you right know, but, you know uh, um, you know every a lot of what we've done and i'll be honest with you has been by um by accident it's yeah. it's conversation that we have. Uh, it's ha you know having fun with people, and then all of a sudden something will come out and be like, "That's going to go in the book." Nice. Right, right, very good. And then we get them, and then, then we get them to sign the waiver saying they don't get five percent royalty fees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So um, how long are the how long are the comics? How many pages are the comics? Oh, ask the editor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The first comic is 24 straight pages. Cool. Okay. Uh, the premiere issue when it came out is just 24 straight pages of done, comic. Done, done golden era style, which is 8 right. by 10 on 80 bright newspaper. Okay. Right. We went old school with it. Uh, when it was re-released, um, it went to 28 pages. Not counting covers. Okay. Uh, and it went to 28 pages because we were able to fund the cost of doing that with advertising. Oh, cool. So we literally sold four pages of advertising and that's, we've been doing that in each issue since. 
which is unheard of for an <laughs> indie comic. Right, it's right. Amazing. Especially issue one. Yeah. You know, and it's great. I mean, the people that have gotten involved and sponsored the comics through through the advertising, and now we ought to offer a product placement. Um, we've had people buy product placement on the covers. Oh, wow. Um, but we want them to have fun with their ads. That now, if they if they do a cover or, you know, no, if they do a cover, it's just a cover that we we don't allow altering because it's the artist that draws the cover. So their logo or their product or whatever goes into the cover that way. Uh, but when they do their ads, we tell them straight out, you know, have fun with this. We've got some really cool, gory ads, zombie ads, yeah, zombie ads, really cool. you know, uh, for cannabis companies and stuff. And it's like, nice. you know, it, it's really cool. So it makes it really fun for everybody. You know, yeah. you know, we had one company that we met with. Um, they were interested in getting involved, didn't know how how much they wanted to get involved. And they decided to sponsor the cover. And their comment to us, you know, because they went in the back room, they talked a little bit when they came out. They said, you know what? You know, here's a check. We're going to do we're going to do the, uh, the product placement for the cover. We don't give a shit. If it sells, makes money, we don't care. It's just really cool to have our logo on the cover of a comic. Nice, yeah. So absolutely. that we can hang it in our office. Right. Absolutely. It was that simple. Yeah. You got you got the number of those guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, it, it took some work on our part, but you know, uh, once they saw it and they understood, you know, they just fell in love with the whole idea. That's awesome. You know, and we have our regulars that are in every comic. Right. You know, right. some come, some go. I mean, it's a the cannabis industry is a very volatile and ever changing industry. You know, uh, daily, weekly. Do you guys get to do the creative for developing the ads? No. Uh, well, I have. I shouldn't say <laughs> no. You know, we we try to have them give us the ads. Oh, yeah, okay. we we want them to create it and, and if they can't create it sometimes to reach out to jeff he's very good at, at that aspect too he'll guide them along you know i'll tweak if, them you know yeah, send me what you got if they I'll if they look together if they're looking for like a straight out artist we refer them to all the artists that we've worked with you know some are more expensive than others moving into issue four before we forget uh we found this guy over in the uk um dalmarge is his screen name amazing artist we let him do the cover for issue four which is the first time we haven't re reached out and got somebody with the name and it's because he crushed it he this by far was one of the best covers that we've had and he signed on as in is now our interior artist so oh, wow. going, going back to the ads if people are having issues with ads we refer them to dal and he gives them like an unheard of price Pennies on the dollar yeah, for the graphic. I mean, wow. It's just, I mean, you That's can't, awesome. you can't even, you can't even beat a tree and get this price, you know? <laughs> um, and it's great because he knows our outlook on the comic. So that allows him to help them create a killer ad that just fits, you know? I mean, we've all read comics and sometimes you see those ads in the back of the comic and you go, this really don't belong here. <laughs> you know, it's like grandma's, knitted hats <laughs> no no man this is a fucking horror comic no don't you know so it it all flows very well oh, very nice 
So we talked, Ben, we talked earlier, and um, and when I say earlier, I mean yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes, we talked uh, yesterday. But uh, you were telling me you guys had a little bit of trouble with The Walking Dead. Can you tell us about that? That's oh, jeez, here I'm, we go. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, give Jeff the next five minutes. No, I'll give him three. Because after three, I feel like I've been dry-fucked by a cactus. Um, but Jeff, I'm going to let Jeff talk about it because I have nothing nice to say. Okay, um, real simple. When we came up with the idea and we came up with the name, the original name was The Toking Dead. Okay, uh, we filed for a trademark through the USPTO. Uh, three weeks after we uh, applied for our trademark, we received a cease and desist letter from the attorneys of AMC and Robert Kirk. Okay. The problem was, was that they were uh, demanding, derogatory, and basically out of line with threats, okay? Wow. I don't take kindly to that, and don't ever tell me what I can and can't do, okay? Sure. I, you know, we responded kindly. You know, they have no business doing this. This is the hands in the hands of the USPTO. It is a trademark application. It is up to the USPTO to either deny or approve that mark simple as that months went by you know we got our approval from the uspto okay which meant a lot yeah absolutely it's the government okay within a week we received a letter of opposition they were opposing the approved mark that lasted two and a half years, okay, as we battled for our right to have a mark that was approved by a federal government agency, okay? In that situation, the thing that bothered me the most is why were we the defendants? Absolutely. Yeah. The USPTO approved it. They should have been the defendants. Ultimately, you know, we don't have money. We didn't hire lawyers, and we spent years, literally, doing our own research, writing our own responses, answering this, doing whatever, what you know, in, in lawyer jargon, okay, to the best of our ability. Sure. Long story short, uh, that goes to the uh, TTAB, which is a trademark trial and appeal board, okay, and money always wins, okay? I mean, you're talking about giant New York lawyers, Okay. We did our best, uh, but we ultimately lost the trademark because they said there was a 16% chance that we might, might, mind you, cause confusion. Bullshit. Okay. Um, You know, so that's basically how it went down in, you know, when it was all said and done, we were red. I mean, when we got that notice from the TTAB that we lost the trademark, literally everything was flipped within 48 hours. Yeah, we were gearing everything. up. We geared up for you know from, from I mean? day one, believe it or not. From day one, we were already putting uh, – it was like a chess game. We were putting our pieces into place. Um, and like Jeff said, you know, I, I muted it and went to the bathroom and came back. So just in case it did do one thing for us. Okay. That story, because it was about the, you know, the walking dead and, and AMC and stuff like that, 
that story was picked up by TMZ. Wow. Okay. Uh, it went across the country. I had a phone call and a phone conversation with one of the guys from TMZ about this. You know, uh, the biggest problem is, is, you know, all of these news articles and it went all across the country. It went all across Canada. And, but all of these articles and all of these people that were writing this stuff wrote it as we're being sued by the walking dead. No, we're not. Yeah. It was a trademark dispute, people. Okay. There was no lawsuit. <laughs> it was a trademark dispute. Okay. All right, man. Um, your three months is up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, so, so, you know, it did us wonders. Yeah. Right. We spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, if not thousands, over the course of those, you know, two and a half, three years trying to fight for our right. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Um, and everybody thought that we should have won it, but it worked to our advantage, win the, or lose. That's right. And the beauty of the whole story is, folks, we didn't spend a penny. They spent hundreds of thousands. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's or the more, way it should be. Or more. Yeah. So, you know, hey, whatever. You know, and the, and the funny thing is, is if you, if you look at our logo, if you didn't know the difference, they kind of look the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The funny part about that is that there is, and I don't know if trademark is different than, um, you know, fair use, but fair use says uh, parody is is definitely covered. And isn't it amazing how they can manipulate that? Right. Well, we did not want to be a parody. That was the key. Oh. We refused. Yep. We wanted to be our own entity because we didn't want to be a parody riding on the coattails of anybody. Gotcha. That makes right. sense. Yeah. Right. Well, because we discussed that with their attorneys. They said you can, you know, if you do this and you implement that and you add and talk about this, you can be a parody, but we have to give you permission. We were like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that because your show's dead anyways. <laughs> you know, season three, it went down the shitter. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that because, you know, I need shit to stock a fire pit with anyways. And speaking of that, their website <laughs> is www.stilltoking.com. Go check it out. Actually, absolutely go check them out. This is really cool stuff. And also, uh, we're we're running a little short on time, and I always hate that because I'm having a blast talking to you guys. But I did want to know, I, I, first, my first question is the the filming. You guys have one episode in the can? Yes. Yes. We have one episode that's actually in the can. It's, it's streaming on video on demand. It's called Toking with the Dead. Oh, cool. um, That follows issue one. Issue two is in uh, post-production, and issue three just started filming. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. So the first issue was 24 pages, roughly without the ads. Do, oh. Are you guys just doing a um, – is it about 24 minutes long or – Holy shit. It's 25. It's 25, 25 minutes yeah. long. <laughs> and we had nothing to do with that. That is all that is all Bill Diamond from Bill Diamond Productions down in New York. And uh, you know, he was the gentleman that was calling at the beginning of the show. Uh, and I think I touched with Patrick real quick on that yesterday, but uh Bill is a three-time Emmy Award winner, uh, worked for the Yes Network for a lot of years, but he was Jim Henson's right hand. That's awesome. Wow. And when I say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I've seen the Henson payroll. He's not on Henson payroll. No, he wasn't on the Henson payroll. He worked for Jim. Oh, wow. Big difference. 
big difference. Uh, but he was on Sesame Street and, you know, the Muppets. He worked on Gremlins and Dark Crystal, Fraggle Rock, just to name a few of yeah. that era. But he's done so much more, so much more. We go out to dinner with him and we'll be sitting there, look at the TV and go, Oh, hey, I did that commercial. Like, it's fucking Rain X. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you how I made it rain that day. You know, and it's just a, uh, to be able to film with somebody of that caliber. Not only are we filming, but he's teaching us how to make puppets. He's teaching us how to make sets. He's teaching us lighting design, set design, filming, camera. I mean, you name it. You can't put a price on something like that. And then we get to act like idiots in our own show. Perfect. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, well, it's funny because we go into this thing and he's, you know, there's no script. No, there's no <laughs> script whatsoever. So the scene gets set. We, you know, we walk around and we build the set and it's like, you know, can we use that? Sure. How, can we drag this door over here? Yeah. Okay. And we build the set and he's like, okay, so set the scene for me. So you guys come walking in and, you do what and say whatever the fuck it is you're going to say. <laughs> how do you direct that? <laughs> fuck directing it, man. It was how do you edit that? The point yeah. went through like three cases of Jack. <laughs> um, and you guys have way too much fun with this. This sounds like a blast. Um, you guys need an extra. You know, I'll get in the car and drive up because this sounds like too much fun. Um, it's a lot of work. Don't threaten um, us with a know. good time. Either. <laughs> I'll give you the yeah. dates and the address. <laughs> you know, when we filmed at Weppa Farms, uh, you know, thank you, Lou, for allowing us to do wow. that. Uh, when we filmed at Weppa Farms in a hemp field, wow. uh, literally we got to the site at 9 a.m. And we were there for three days. And we averaged not leaving there till 1 to 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, long um, days. Yeah. yeah, long You know days. what I mean? In the, in the uh, pouring rain to boot. In the fucking pouring <laughs> rain to boot. So. My poor bunny slippers. <laughs> Still wasn't as bad as making them go in the Hudson. Now that might be yeah, fun well, to watch. <laughs> yeah, you no. Know. So if you haven't checked it out, check out, you know, it's available. You know, so just go to stilltalking.com, click on filming. Yep. There's a link right there. You yeah. can go watch it, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Everything, everything that we are involved with, uh, from the comic books to the merchandise, to the filming, behind-the-scenes photos. Uh, the live the show every live Wednesday. Broadcast show. It, everything is on the website. It is really simple to find, you know, including right. sponsors. I mean, if there's sponsors out there, I mean, you guys are, you said in Indiana. Yeah. Um, and you have a large base as well. Uh, if somebody if raises somebody's eyebrow, just reach out to us. The sponsorship page is right there. You know, they can see the different prices we charge for different aspects of everything that we do. Right, right. That's and you awesome. can go back, uh, you go into our live show, Still Talking With, and you can watch, just click on it, and you can watch every episode from day one. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. They're all there. So you know, also, they, I, did I notice you guys have an affiliate marketing plan too there? Yes, we do. Yes. That's awesome. So, you know, other people can uh, kind of ride the uh, the Still, Still, Still Talking gravy train over there a little bit. Well, you yeah. Know, well, yeah. We're trying to help as many people as we can and get the word out. There's a lot of companies trying to get going, you know. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to us. Sure. Yeah. You know. You know. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great it, thing. It's a great thing because to be able to help build a community and help build a team within that community, um, it, it's just it's it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. Um, I 
you know, of course, I've looked at your pictures, and of course, you're all having a blast in the pictures, and I love that. Um, how did you get your cast together? Are they friends, or are they hired people, or how did that go? Well, um, I'll tell you what. Most, most of the people, with the exception of myself, Ben, uh, Ashley, who plays Piper, and maybe one or two others, most of the people that are in this, you know, especially episode one, are our sponsors. Oh, wow. That is so yeah. cool. That's part of the deal. So, you know, when you see the, that zombie up to the window, all right, that's one of our sponsors. We get they to kill love them. it. We get to <laughs> kill our sponsors. We, I got to throw my lawyer in the Hudson. Yes. <laughs> yes, awesome. he did. <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, yeah. He called me up. He said, guess what? The lawyer's coming down for filming. They just sponsored X amount of dollars. I said, dude. We gotta throw him in the Hudson, <laughs> right? And he's like, you know, yes. Right. But that's one of the things that we're trying to do is we we don't we don't just necessarily want you to sponsor so that your name can be there. We want you to come down and we want you to experience what we're experiencing and get you into makeup and get you into this film, so that we can run you over with a truck, hit you with a bomb with spikes <laughs> in it, or throw you in the Hudson. Yeah. It's it's really really hard to explain for people. Um, as a matter of fact, we just had. Two very close friends uh, who have also sponsored, but they're actually friends. And uh, they flew out from Illinois uh, this last round of filming. Uh, and that was Darren and Amy Miller. And now Darren Miller, if you look, Google Darren Miller, Darren Stephen Miller, um, and you Google his story, he beat stage four lung cancer and helped curb his stage three MS using cannabis. Oh, wow. He literally was on his deathbed, but they, he is so healthy now, four and a half years, five years later, um, that he was able to fly out and film with us. And it was just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, they have so much fun. Well, that's what makes it real. Yeah. All the years of explaining to the two of them what we were doing and how Bill and this and that, and how we were getting involved at the studio. And now we're filming. You can't grasp the concept of the studio till you're there. People are like, oh, I seen MGM. No, no, this is totally different. When you walk through a 90,000 square foot building on 10 acres, that sits literally a stone throw from the Hudson River with its own private lagoon. And you're walking through and Bill's telling you, well, this is this set and this is that set. And this is where we film monster TV. And you're looking at the set, you're blown away. And then you walk through all this history to his puppet workshop and you see puppets from his creations and then into the vault for the Henson creations in the gremlins in, in star Wars. You, people are just completely fucking blown away. Oh, that's nuts. Right. And then, and then he takes them up to the conference area where his Emmys and his Rondos and the 500 autographs from people that he's worked with are on the walls. And I've seen people walk out of there in tears. Oh, man. Right. Which we are still trying to figure out what the fuck he sees in us. <laughs> right, right. You know. Well, we ask him all the time, and he just goes, ah. <laughs> I, I have to say that your whole operation is pretty pretty brilliant. I really love the way that Thank you. it all works out. And it's. I think you're right, man. I, I think uh, I have to agree with uh, the Duke down there because, uh, you know, it really does take a minute to get what you guys are doing and, and, and the, and the educational part of it and the, and the, all the, um, the working with the, 
working with your clients or uh, your sponsors, that's, that is so cool, man. And that's just like a great way to uh, include them. I just think it's amazing. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. The guy that usually said nothing, nothing against Marshall. Marshall is an amazing <laughs> guy, but the You're guy, a good that, guy, Marshall. Wait, thank cool. you. Yeah, sorry. Marshall. A little quiet oh, oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that voice in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't let him talk a lot, but uh, you ever get a chance? Uh, you'll have to check out. Um, well, you'll see it in the issues. Norbert is uh, is the artist for that, and he's he's phenomenal. He actually works for some people in uh, out in California that they're uh, basically he's turning their scripts into comic books, so they have like proof of uh, proof of uh, idea, you know, idea proof. So. He's right, right. digging that Every stuff. time you say Norbert, I just think, Respusha! You know, Norbert also worked uh, for a cannabis industry. Yeah, absolutely did. We used to call him the uh, the cannabis uh, the cannabis artist. He did a, <laughs> I can't remember the cannabis company, but they had the guy had, uh, actually had uh, him doing a picture of Gene Simmons as a, uh, as a ship captain. And he gave it to, yeah, and he gave it to him. Yeah, so um, the guy, the, cool. the head of the place, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's isn't it strange how you know <laughs> this you know from over there to over here where we do a lot of the same things. I don't woodwork right. though. I've you know I whittle on a piece of wood, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, you know? yeah I was gonna say, but you do that in private. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pay for my live feed, don't you? I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the truth comes out. You subscribe to your fans only. Fans only. There you go. Guys, this has been a blast. It's been so much fun talking. We're going to have to do this again sometime. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Hey, man, anytime, anytime. And Thank if you, you for if having you, us. If you ever want to, you know, do a show with yourself and, you know, whoever else worked on your comic, um, the Dorkening Podcast Network that we're affiliated with and run on, um, they do tons of shows, but they have a great show called Indie Spotlight. Cool. It's, cool. it's fucking awesome. Um, and they would definitely, definitely be down for having you on and we would be in the in the comments heckling you the whole time. <laughs> Sounds great. Damn straight. Dorkening podcast. I got your digits, man. We'll connect. No, no, pro- no problem. And I also want to tell everybody listening, go to stilltoking.com. You will not be disappointed. There's so much great information and fun stuff there. Check these guys out. Um and hey, wish you guys nothing but luck, man. I we will talk again. Much All right. appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks Thank guys. You very much. Have a good night. You too. You as well. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative. You're too late. Catch a ride somewhere else. Catch a ride.